0: Welcome to the WP Tonic this week in WordPress and SaaS podcast, where Jonathan Denwood interviews the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing to help WordPress professionals launch their own SaaS. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic this week in WordPress and SaaS. Um, got a great guest. Got a great um, WordPress entrepreneur, um, digital agency owner. Um, got Mike McAllister with us of Ollie um and a couple of other things. It should be a great discussion. So Mike, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. First of all, thanks for having me on. I've been a long time uh watcher of the show, so it's it's cool to come on. Yeah. Um yeah, my name is Mike McAllister. Um uh, I've been in WordPress a long time. Um I've uh, started a, you know, design and development uh, company a long time ago, and then transitioned into products. And for a long time, I had a successful theme and plugin business, and. In 2018, I sold that to WP Engine and worked there for a bit, and then just recently, um, earlier this year, I transitioned out of WP Engine and back into the product WordPress product space with um, a new product, an upcoming product called Ali. So, and that that's what we're going to talk about today: Ali block themes and and all that good stuff.
0: Well there's so much to talk about because you know you've been very active with atomic and you're selling it to w p engine your course liftoff creator course um It should be a great discussion, folks. We've got a lot to discuss, and Mike's got a lot of, I feel, a lot of insights. But before we go into the main meat and potatoes of this great interview, I've got a couple messages from our major sponsors. We will be back in a few moments, folks.
1: Are you looking for ways to make your content more engaging? Sensei LMS by Automatic is the original WordPress solution for creating and selling online courses. Sensei's new interactive blocks can be added to any WordPress page or post For example, interactive videos let you pause videos and display quizzes lead generation forms, surveys and more. For a 20% off discount for the tribe, just use the code WPtonic, all one word when checking out and give Sensei a try today
0: Hi there folks, it's Jonathan Denwood here and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors and that's Zolo.com If you got a WordPress website, a membership website, and you're looking to link it with a great financial management package, Zolo can provide this solution. So all your bookkeeping needs are done through Zolo. If you need new inbox email functionality, and you don't want to pay the high charges that Google will charge you, Zolo offers a great email inbox platform they've got over 50 apps and services that all integrate fantastic with wordpress at great value levels and they almost always offer a fully functioning free product as well so it's just amazing value also if you're a wordpress developer or agency owner zolo are looking for great partnerships in the wordpress space to get all this information all you have to do folks is just go over to zolo.com and they have the products that you're looking for thank you so much zolo for supporting wp tonic and the machine membership shows it's much appreciated We're coming back, folks. I just want to point out that we've got some great special deals from our major sponsors. Plus, we've got a created list of the best WordPress plug-in services and solutions, so you don't have to draw the internet to find the best solution for yourself or for a client. To get all these goodies, all you have to do is go over to wp-tonic.com, uh, deals, wp-tonic-tonic dot com slash deals and you find all the free goodies there what more could you ask for free goodies uh, um, uh we're not children at heart are we <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well i'm not no uh not at all my listeners and viewers uh um so my um so tell us a bit more about Ollie and also, I don't know if you also want to touch your lift Liftoff Creator course, what's the main objective, but let's start with Oli. So um, you've got a lot of experience, obviously, you had a successful exit with Atomic, um, you've gone back into the space in Oli, so what... Mm-hmm. What do you want to achieve with Ollie, and how do you think the whole Gutenberg block space has matured or changed over the past couple of years? Only minor questions, Mike.
1: <laughs> yeah, just those tiny little questions here. We could spend forty-five minutes on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll chip away at it though. Um, so yeah, you know, like I said, I ran a, a WordPress theme and plugin business for several years, and. You know my style of wordpress theme was very kind of minimal, beautifully designed, but I didn't get into, you know, the these mega themes and have all of these um, you know, building features in there. I just wanted like lean and mean themes that people could install on their sites, click activate, and kind of hit the ground running. And for the longest time, you know, I wanted more from just WordPress core. You know, I wanted, I wanted just the the ability to be able to change colors on the fly and and maybe make live edits. And so, you know, for the longest time, I wanted that. It just wasn't coming. It wasn't coming. And then, you know, here we are. Um, we're at uh, the block editor has arrived. The site editor has arrived. Global styles, patterns all of these things have kind of exploded onto the scene right and um so naturally my instincts were okay well what what can i build for this you know what i the space that i know so well is wordpress themes and so you know i spent the past year digging deep into block themes and you really got to spend some time because all of these things, they come together in different ways. And some things are dependent on other things. And, and so there's a lot to it. But, you know, after I, I'm,
0: I'm just amazed you still got all your hair. Anyway.
1: <laughs> it's hard to see, but it is graying uh, slowly but surely. <laughs> um, but the, you know, the, 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 the final result of that was, um, this Ollie WordPress theme, which you can learn about at OllieWP.com. and. So I'm kind of taking the same approach. It's it's beautifully designed. It comes with 50-plus patterns, which are like pre-designed elements that you can just spit onto the page and have a beautiful layout. Um, I'm keeping it very close to WordPress core. It's all built on core technology, so you don't need any extra plugins or anything like that. And that's the idea, is to give somebody the experience where you have a WordPress installed, you install a WordPress theme, and hopefully that's all you need to build a basic website. So that's the kind of that's the gist around Ollie. there's a, there's some other elements to it where I'm also trying to make it a space of education because I think that's a huge problem we're seeing right now. You know, a lot of people are interested in in block themes and, and the block editor and the site editor, but there's a lot of, you know, frustration and confusion around how to work all this stuff and how the fits into their workflows. And so that's also part of my um, offering is, is an, an educational element to kind of pair with the product.
0: Right. Um, as you, so it, it's basically to build a really, a, a theme that utilizes the core technology, but that's lightweight, that isn't encroaching. Because I don't know if you agree uh, agree with this, but there's always been a kind of back and forth about certain themes that are really frameworks in my right, opinion. Certainly. And other themes which are just just that's the wrong word, but are a theme. They don't mm-hmm. have no pretensions to become a framework. I see WP cadence or um I always I always pronounce it incorrectly, other people laugh I call Spector. Spector? Uh, yeah. The WP um I see them as frameworks rather than a theme. If you know, yeah. would you would you agree with my synopsis there? Yeah, I think so. I think they're
1: offering kind of uh, under the hood a lot more, and kind of they're they're. I would I would argue they're they're for that builder crowd, the the prolific builders who are building a lot and need kind of systems around the stuff that they're building. So I say that's a pretty fair assessment.
0: Yeah. Um, it's that last bit that because um, in some yeah that that's an interesting way because I always saw it the opposite. I always saw cadence and other frameworks kind of offering a solution to the DIY or somebody that just wanted to build a website for a business. Where a product like yours and other products, I saw them focused at the more professional level of the market but i might be wrong there And uh, um by the way i think that i think um that's one of the things about gutenberg and where we are at the present moment it's trying it seems to be trying to appeal to two very separate buckets of in of people you know you've got the small business owner the non-profit Various types that want to build online presence and like WordPress. And then you've got a larger, another large crowd, which are the professional crowd, as I call them, the implementers, the developers, the designers, marketers. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's trying to provide something that appeals to these various groups. it's only difficult. I think it's semi impossible. What was what, I'm rambling, aren't I? What do you think? No, what, what I ever outlined? This is,
1: you know, it's, it's, it's the, these kinds of conversations are great, rambly or not, because we are at this kind of inflection point of uh, so much of this is undefined, right? With the block editor and Gutenberg and, um, Uh, Full site editing. Who all this is for, and who takes to it, and uh, what the product space does with it, and who they aim it towards. You know, one thing I'm thinking about. You know, I'm I'm very um, forward about. I'm building Ollie for that futuristic crowd for the for the next ten years crowd. I'm not building it for the folks who are using Cadence already, or the folks you know who are want the hybrid themes. I'm I'm building this thing intentionally towards the future because the way I look at it is how many uh, installs of WordPress are being installed every single day from .org and WordPress.com? Probably tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands. I don't know, many, many, many installs. And what they're getting and the, their default install is the block editor, the site editor, a full site editing theme, a block theme um, with one of the 2023s. And that's if you're a new user to WordPress, that's what you get and that's all you know. You don't know about Cadence. You don't know about Beaver Builder. You don't know any about that. All. This is the experience that's being presented to you. And so that is kind of the experience that I'm looking to build towards. I'm looking for that customer who says, I might be new to WordPress. I don't know about all this. Do I need a page builder? All this? What's this thing that's built into WordPress? How can I work with that? That's what I know. That's what I'm getting. Um, That is a huge market that is growing every single day. That's you know every install is a new kind of potential customer, and that's who I'm aiming these products at: is these people who are in this new WordPress experience and kind of maybe looking around like, okay, well, what next? What do I do with this thing? Um, Giving them something like Ali, which is far more advanced than a, a default theme, in that it actually looks like a you know kind of a a business website or you can make it an agency or a portfolio. It kind of has a real website feel to it. Um, so that's kind of where I'm pointing this towards. But as you say, you know, all of these things are pointed at different people and then how they take to it is, you know, is anyone's guess.
0: The only thing, I'll, the only thing I'll put put to you about, cause obviously um, Ollie, I'm presuming it's a full site editing theme. Yeah. Um, Don't you think, you know, I was discussing it. I do another podcast with Spencer Foreman for Um, and we were discussing this last week and he, um, he thinks foresight editing is a bridge too far. He, He thinks it's caused a lot of confusion. It causes a lot of confusion to the people that you've just outlined that Ollie, you want Ollie to appeal to because it just offers too much. Too mm-hmm. quick um so do, you do you think there is a problem with that you know around because obviously you could say there's still it's early days, but where where does it end you know i I think a better thing is to have so much functionality to offer to the newer user and have a developer kit and be able to lock down certain features, you know um What's your own thoughts about this?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's certain things uh, about that that resonate with me, obviously. I, you know, I, I think this was going to be, first of all, I think we can all agree, hopefully we can all agree, WordPress had to evolve to yeah. some degree. We had yeah. we, we were like stuck in the past for a long yeah. time. Uh, the block editor was a huge lurch forward. That alone, just being able to have more expressive content, huge, right? Yeah. Um And I think even the folks who are maybe a little hesitant can also see that we had to move into more of an advanced site building space. With everything else kind of evolving around us, WordPress just couldn't stay where it was. Even in the hybrid theme space, we just can't stay there too long um, because everything else is moving so much quicker. So this was never going to be, this is the biggest CMS on the planet it's it's so it's bigger than all the other ones combined. So this was never going to be an easy transition. And it's it's never going to be super smooth and um you know well thought out per se because it's it's also volunteer driven. You know, this isn't some big corporation that has a big entity of of product management uh, around WordPress. They do their best, but we're all, you know, volunteers and and so um You know, it it kind of it it is what it is. Now, having said that, I think that even from uh, WordPress leadership, they acknowledged early on that the kind of rollout of some of this stuff was a lot rougher than it needed to be. And that maybe just poor planning and timing and, um, you know, some of the stuff that's happening on WordPress.org is kind of goofy. And um, so I don't know. I mean, I I would hope that there's lessons learned in that. And it seems like maybe there is. and I also see that, you know, I've been, I was developing, uh, you know, atomic blocks on the bleeding edge of the block editor where it was every single day it was breaking. So I was, you know, it was a painful experience, but I learned a lot in the process. But comparing what, what WordPress was like in that stage to where we are now, it's far more stable. There aren't huge features being added. We're all, we're largely just shaping up the stuff that's in there. Um, it all is still all very new. So it it does seem, um, you know, uh, a little precarious to some folks, but we're, you know, with this second phase kind of coming to an end and this polish phase and collaboration and workflows, we are kind of getting out of that, um, that growth thing now. And now we're into a, a whole a polish phase. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I agree that there, it was too much. In entirety, I feel like this is where we need it to be, and I feel like the kind of the some of the stuff that I'm seeing in, um, uh, you know, Figma and and kind of the the concepts that are coming together in, in GitHub. The the ultimate vision of this makes perfect sense to me, and as an entrepreneur and as a product creator and a longtime WordPress person, it, it makes perfect sense. Um, I just think we we will have to have patience and and grow through it. But I think the the end result will be something we're all happy we have in, in the end.
0: So, um, what do you envision? What would you like Gutenberg, the block editor, the full site editor? What do you see as the opportunities? And the thing, you know, what really gets your, your juices going about where you think this might be in a year's time, in eighteen months, which in we are talking about. Web development, so they're like cat years. Old, oh, yeah. You know, you know. Uh, um, so let this, this to say, a year, what, you know, which is where yeah. would where would you like to see things be? What you know, if you had, if you you had your um, gene, your um, you could rub the gene. I am mudding my work, my metaphors here, but what would you really like to see it in a year's time?
1: Yeah. I'm uh, you know, I'm a bit of a radical when it comes to that stuff. And I'm I'm more of a let's just let's just go for it kind of guy. And I know that like a lot of people don't love that. But uh, you know, if you look at the um the site editor now, we have this new view, right? Site editor, it's got the black sidebar you can navigate around, you click, you edit your site. Um I would like to see that view. Be pretty much the view of WordPress. I don't love this idea that you're in the site editor and you exit out, and then you're back in the old crusty dashboard. And you're clicking the posts and pages, and they don't quite look like they do on the front end because there's a title at the top and all this stuff. Like I'm, I'm so far into this at this point that that is, I want to go full fledged into the block editor, um, site editor view, where all of this stuff is is easily. Um, accessible within that view, and if you look through the GitHub um, tickets, the, that's where we're going. You know, being able to edit um, a post live in the uh, site editor, see your your stuff on the left hand sidebar, like all that's coming. It's just a big process to, to transition to. So that's where I would like to see the great unification of this UI, these many different UIs that we're kind of tiptoeing into. I would like to see all that stuff combined into a like unified
0: I t- I totally, of- I totally agree with you. I think it would be really helpful where the um, admin backend is really divorced from the day-to-day editing um, yeah, exactly. and updating because I, I don't think the average user um, in a lot of organizations um, need to go into the back end. And the experience of the back end, you know, some people in <laughs> the plugin... <laughs> Have slightly abused uh, yeah, and degraded, the, degraded the experience. Exactly. Teeny, I won't name names. You know who <laughs> you know who you are. Oh, yeah. you, to this. Oh. Uh, um, you have damaged and degraded um, the overall experience of utilizing WordPress. God, God have mercy on your soul. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so that's you, exactly right. <laughs> so yeah I see that anything else um, you know I think
1: uh, the only yeah with developing Ollie and having it out there and um, getting people using it beta testing it I still just see there's there's just a lot of of just confusion around the UI and so maybe unifying all the stuff helps um, I've started my own kind of educational stuff to help around that stuff as well but I would say that if you're making a product um, for this new stuff, whether it's a block theme or block plugin stuff, I would just ask that make education a part of your product in some way, shape, or form. Onboarding videos, tutorials, because you know the old WordPress we benefited from twenty years of. Blog posts, YouTube videos, like endless content. You could find anything about anything with the old WordPress because everyone was creating content. It was, you know, there was monetization around creating content. There was just so much content created for the old WordPress. Well, we don't quite have that for the new WordPress yet. It's too early. And I feel like the kind of same WordPress content creation Machine that was going for so long has kind of slowed down because WordPress just kind of is where it is. Um, but so we need we need that stuff desperately. We need more content out there, um, tutorials, and making that a part of your product adds that much more knowledge to the overall, you know, pie of WordPress, so to speak.
0: Right, I, I agree with you there. Um, we are in agreement. Uh, mm-hmm. um, it's a fabulous thing. It's a WordPress yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. That's we right. all agree with one of Big family. Like, yeah, we're a big, loving family. It's a bit of child abuse going on as yeah. well. <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, um, we will be, that was a bit of a dark remark, wasn't it? There's, there's, <laughs> uh, um, we will be back in a few moments with this fabulous interview. Hey, it's Ben's from LaunchFlows.com.
1: If you've been looking for a fast and easy way to create powerful sales funnels on WordPress, then look no further than LaunchFlows. In just minutes, you can easily create instant registration, upsells, downsells, order bumps, one-click checkouts, one-time offers. Custom thank you pages, and best of all, no coding is required. For as little as $50 per year, you can own and control your entire sales funnel machine with Launch Flows. Get your copy today. This podcast episode is brought to you by Lifter LMS, the leading learning management system solution for WordPress. If you or your client are creating any kind of online course, training-based membership website, or any type of e-learning project, Lifter LMS is the most secure, stable, well-supported solution on the market. Go to lifterlms.com and save 20% at checkout with coupon code PODCAST20. That's PODCAST20. Enjoy the rest of your show.
0: We're coming back, folks. I just want to point out if you're an developer designer and you're looking for a great hosting provider that has real history in the WordPress space, why don't you look at becoming a partner with WP Tonic? We specialize in the learning space. Um, learning management systems, community websites, but we can host other types of websites. We would love you to consider becoming a WordPress host partner with us. To find out more, all you have to do is go over to wp wp- tonic dot com partners wp tonic- tonic slash Partners and see what we offer, and we love you to for you to consider to do outreach, and we can discuss how we can work together. It's nothing like working together, isn't it? Uh, so uh, um, on we go on this merry interview. Uh, um, I think you touched it in the first half about what you would like to happen is what could improve in Gutenberg. I think the main I think I, ho- hopefully you're correct, that um, some of the most major um, elements are behind us. But I think I also agree with you, what is important is um, UX improvements around the Gutenberg. I think it was one of the main, um, reflecting back, I'm interested to see if you agree with this, one of the major initial um, Problems and things that were not really um, the importance of consistent uh, cause. Because I've noticed with your work, um, which I, lo- I love, um, when it comes to, is that you UX design is obviously very important to you. Um, would you agree? That's that was in the you know I think the team that's working on Gutenberg that's one of the. They are really trying to improve that, and you can see that in their work. Yeah. Um, but I think they got there's still some work to to be done. Do you think it was one of the major things that made this process not as smooth as it could be?
1: Yeah, I do. I do agree, and um, it kind of makes sense if if you think about it. You know, a lot of these features were coming about, and you know it's always like yeah that's a great feature let's add it and we'll kind of wedge it in there and figure it's out funny how, yeah. they it. Yeah. We'll just tape it up there and we'll we'll get back to it and you know that's that's one thing and uh, not to make it sound like they're just haphazardly putting stuff in there all this stuff comes from a great place um but it's i think one of the biggest hurdles though is that you know when you develop stuff like this let's let's just use patterns for example or whatever um the idea the coming up with the idea of patterns is like cool, great, got the idea. Now you have to develop it. Well, it's you know, it's kind of easy in a way to get developers to contribute code, right? WordPress has been a long time code development contribution space. So we're used to that. But what we don't have is a ton of designers hanging around WordPress. We just don't, we just have not historically had a bunch of designers, and it's specifically like u i designers um you know and there's a lot of reasons we could go into a whole conversation why we haven't attracted the best designers so um it's tough to get you know you can you can do a code commit in an hour or two and just you know get in there, fix something, submit it, and, and go about your day. You can't really sit down and solve big u x problems. on a whim, in a pass, you know, sit down (laughs) an hour, do it. You honestly have to spend hours and hours and hours in these discussions and follow ticket after ticket after ticket to understand the context, the flow, what the problem is. It's a grind. It's such a huge problem. And so I get why they don't have that because it's one of the most difficult things to get people to commit to
0: is to sit and, and focus on the stuff all the time. Well, so. is there, I totally agree with you. And I think with open source or projects like this, is I, I think I've interrupted it. Hopefully you got in some insights. I thought you would be a great guest to maybe give some insights about how this situation. But the truth is, I feel it's one of the great strengths of a SaaS. They can get a unified um, oh, yeah. Um, interface design, a UX design, where open source. So I think it's an area where, especially the biggest um, open source project out there, needs to find some methodology, some methods to, oh, yeah. because it, it, um, so do you think I interrupted you? I apologize, oh, no, but. Would you agree what I just outlined? and you got any insights? I think you were just about to give some insight about how this might be improved.
1: Yeah, well, SaaS is like, in comparison, SaaS is so easy to get a, a good UI because it's a contained environment. You control every aspect of it. It's You can measure everything you can watch people how they use it you can t- measure and test and iterate like you can't really do that with a distributed product like wordpress it's there's there's um, millions of people using it millions of different ways and so you have to kind of find a a ux baseline a user experience baseline that kind of is good enough for everyone but doesn't cater specifically to any one person because then you're leaving other people out so it's a it's a fine line of of, you know, um, user research and user experience and, and user interface. So, you know, all that, all that to say, I think, um, there are more, uh, dedicated, uh, designers and design minded people on the project now. Um, automatic has some, some people full time on there and I just know other people, um, with the, those sensibilities are on there. So watching some of this come together over the past, I would say, six months particularly does have me uh, quite excited as I'm seeing these concepts posted on GitHub and then a few weeks later, a month later, seeing them being shipped into Gutenberg, which was ultimately going to land in WordPress. So uh, I'm, I'm super motivated. And now, you know, again, kind of going back to Ollie, these are all the things I've wanted for so long in a solution. Um, that's why I haven't left WordPress largely because I've just I can see the endless potential I've mm. built a successful company before and now I have even more tools to my advantage um, all natively built into WordPress and it's getting better by the day. Um, I'm excited and i'm I'm you know that doesn't mean I don't get frustrated you don't want to hear the things that I say to myself sometimes as I'm poking around the the WordPress docs trying to find something very specific and it's just not there because it's not documented yet. It, it, is, it can be frustrating, but um, I, I would say we're in a better position now than we've ever been in terms of the resources we need to bring this thing to the finish line.
0: Well, some people think... Um... They might not say it in front of me, but they, they, I've heard, I've definitely got whispers of that, that they, um, I'm categorized as a Gutenberg hater. Um, right. totally, <laughs> totally incorrect. Yeah. Uh, um, because I think I totally understand why the um, leaders in Automatic or WordPress, which, which is another, where is the boundary between WordPress.org and Automatic? That's a whole other discussion. Yeah. Um, but I understand why they had to do Gutenberg and I totally support it because they were, they were between a, a rock and a hard place. Mm-hmm. That if they, um, obviously modern, um, web development was going to, to JavaScript, React or one of the other libraries, you could just stay with PHP if you wanted, but that would have meant the total slow death of, of the project. Um, in technology terms, and also in usability terms, so you had, if you wanted the future for the project, you had to um, grab the ho- the ball by the horns. I've got my metaphors going here, in this show, <laughs> and I. Uh, um, yeah. um, and you just had to do it. Um, um, I think it could have been done slightly better. I think at the beginning there were some major decisions that, on reflection, mm-hmm were extremely problematic um but yeah. that's great you know I'm not there I'm not in the trenches I'm not there dealing with right. stuff you know so I'm just a I'm just a backseat driver so mm-hmm. which is fantastic isn't it um, it's a good place to be <laughs> yeah it's just gorgeous isn't it especially when you're driving with you yeah. know um so you build up Atomic, um, and then you sold it to WP Tonic. Now every business, um, in the end, will either die or be sold. Or, but mm-hmm. was it a difficult decision, or was the check so large that it made it very, <laughs> it made it very easy? Uh, or was it, or Was it in the middle, and did you really have to think about it? And what was apart from the financial side of it, which mm-hmm. is important? Um, why um what was some of the decisions that made you um sell it basically yeah there
1: was a few things to it you know i think one thing was i had just run uh, you know a theme and plugin shop for 10 years by that point and so you know i think there's that natural maybe ready for a transition kind of thing and also you know i had built up um atomic blocks so quickly and i started to get a following pretty quickly you know you never know like what that's going to be um maybe it's going to putter out maybe not maybe if i get some more resources behind it maybe we build it up um you never know so i think it just ultimately the kind of the email came just at the right time where i was i was just ready to talk about something different i think and um just uh, sharpen some different skills. Um, you know, I did a lot of leadership stuff at WP Engine, and that was... Uh, well, they a great
0: crowd, aren't they? You know, I'm not just yeah. saying that. Jason's been on the podcast a few mm-hmm. times. I really get, he's a fabulous guy. Oh, yeah. Um, Gardner. They, they, they seem a quality crowd to me. I I've Absolutely. Worked, but they, no, that's if, what I see. The,
1: they're like, you know, I. that was the first job job i had in a long time and so i was hesitant to go from freelancing i'm sorry like an entrepreneurial posture to a nine-to-five gig but uh it was very the culture there was very open and free and kind of collaborative and so it made a lot of sense that was another reason why it just it just felt like it made sense to do that so
0: um but you know, I guess it's a bit. It's a bit like the automatic crowd, you know. Some, yeah. I've, I've, um, I've always got on with them well, actually. They most mm-hmm. of them are really nice people. Oh, yeah. I've had a few of them as guests, and I've always got on with them. The, um, I have a little dig at the boss, that you know. Um, I'm not sure if some of my little digs have gone down that well, but uh, I don't know. I haven't got any whispers back about that. I doubt sure. if I'm even on his radar. Uh, yeah. Um. But um, in general, I've always got on with that crowd fine. You know, um, yeah, everyone's awesome. Yeah, you know, I think and no, I, they're not. Some of the <laughs> some people in this space I absolutely despise with a passion. <laughs> um,
1: uh, I try to keep a uh, just a a collaborative because because you it is a it's a huge environment. WordPress, but it's a small community. If you're if you're a person that's creating and interacting with, with the uh the WordPress kind of creator space, it's a small crowd ultimately. And so I try to keep um just the cordial. And I've worked with some of these people in the past, and I will probably work with them in the future. So I just try to keep it above above yeah, board.
0: There's a certain minority that are total hypocritical jerks to their core. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. are. Absolutely, scum of the highest order. But oh, then, I'm not. I'm again. not
1: interacting with those. Folks at,
0: and hopefully, hopefully I don't. Yeah. All right. right. Uh, yeah. uh, we're on a rant there, but it's true. But the majority of people, like you say, I agree with you. Um, they're great people, and I. I think I, I couldn't go because I'm. I'm, I'm planning another um, journey to South America in August, so I couldn't Ooh. go to Athens. But um, I went to Porto um, last year, um, and it was just a great event. It was just, and I'm sure, um, I know some people went to Athens this year, to the Mm -hmm. European Word Camp folks. And um, you really saw the um, thing that you were before I went on my little rant. Uh, which we, which you refuse to have anything to do with, <laughs> uh, um, uh, um, is that you really saw the strength of WordPress at Paul oh, yeah. and, and at Athens, um, um, which you just don't see that passion and commitment with other right. software projects, either open source or not. Do you? No, no,
1: and I, I think that just underscores like. The folks who are trying to claim WordPress is dead or whatever, it's like, you don't understand how big WordPress is, uh, if you think WordPress, even if it's on a slight, very minute decline, um, it's still so massive that even if it was declining, it would take over a decade for it to be noticeably like in decline. So. You know when you see the word camps and and just the the people coming together, the amount of people. If you were to measure the amount of people writing code for WordPress every day, even on GitHub alone, it's so huge. And so, um, I I love seeing it. I love seeing the kind of the the rejuvenation of WordPress for the next ten years, which I think is exactly what we saw. And that's why it was jarring and shocking and a tough transition because change is hard, even small changes in WordPress. You know, piss off some people. Let alone this. Oh, never! Pain. You
0: could you could never, you could never really piss off. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Check, check out the reviews well, the wrong on the Google twi- the, the Ron tweet or the Ron comment. Uh, anywhere, That's right. You know, oh God, we're going to yeah. ban him forever. You know, uh, um, fair Joe. You know, um, you keyboard warrior, off you go. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, um, so let's go on. Um, so, if you had a time machine and you could go back, let's say, ten years, but when you were in junior school, because you look very young for your experience, you look—I'm almost you look, forty. Oh my God, you don't look <laughs> uh, um, You look too moisturized. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, but it's just—it's just your um essence seems very mm-hmm. relaxed. Somebody that's run a a plug in theme sh- um, shot of the size that you have you look yeah you look, you look too relaxed to me. yeah <laughs> uh, um, so if you had a time machine and you could go back and maybe tell yourself a couple of things that you wish you knew then that you know now, what would they be
1: yeah, I think I would um I think I would tell myself to keep a product mind because uh, you know you could be a great. Developer and this is not to say that you can't like you shouldn't be, but you could be a great developer. You could be a great designer, but without the the product brain and and constantly thinking about how this comes together in a product that you can sell to people and maybe even have acquired one day. um, For me, that's my that's what I love doing. I love crafting something from the ground up revolved around solving a problem. And um, having a product brain helps me solve that problem better, helps me communicate. Coming on podcasts like this, I don't have to think about things or... Um, prepare for them because all of this stuff is stuff that I think about all day you, long. You're
0: so. telling me you did do a big dive and got <laughs> yourself ready for this? Oh, I'm, deeply, no I'm deeply upset now. Uh, I, I'm crushed. <laughs> I looked through your questions. I did at
1: least do that. <laughs>
0: you're, you're, I, 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 I'm. I'm about. Uh, it's obvious some of my guests don't <laughs> read the questions. To be quite truthful, uh, so I obvious. Bet. Uh, um, I bet.
1: Um but yeah, you know, WordPress is uh, you know, WordPress is such a an immature product space in a way. Now I know that sounds weird to say because we have big products like WooCommerce and you know, there's plenty of theme shops, theme, you know, these big themes like Divi and stuff that that do big numbers, but I think overall if you were to look at it, it's pretty immature product space compared to how big WordPress is. It's kind of an anomaly in a way. You know, in the in the greater SaaS and tech world you know, you have all of these great products with great interfaces and all that stuff. And you look at WordPress and you're like, oh, okay, this thing seems like it's 10 years behind everything else. And so I think that leans into part of what I was saying earlier about the lack of maybe design or product minded folks in WordPress and the kind of bootstrap nature of it. It's hard to get that level of craft and quality when you're just scraping together hours here and there. And then you put something on the repo. It's like, you know, whatever. It's just kind of a, a well, plug-in. I'm going
0: to be, I think it's one of the areas that automatic and sponsorship and encouraging um, UX um, professionals or people in to be able to spend time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's an area which needs to be reviewed and some resources put into it because I think um, I think you were correct about the developer side. You can go in, look... Fix a bug, push it, walk on, um, get on with your other. When when it's a UX um, a problem or a project, it, it's a it's a more in time, which equals money. Basically, you can't live on fresh air. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it needs support and resources to put into place. Would you agree with that? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it needs, it needs
1: investment UI and UX. It You you can't just scrape together UI UX volunteer time. It has to be a concerted effort always on every day, you know? So, um, and I think we are getting there. So uh, for what it's worth, I, I, I see a huge improvement and, um, uh, it's what it's what is largely encouraging me now the I'm not worried about any extra features coming into WordPress. I feel like we have everything we need to be a competent futuristic uh, complete website builder. It's just the experience now. That's that's what I think we need. We have everything.
0: And well, we're all going to be replaced by AI anyway. We got, that's right, yeah. yeah, so yeah We've got, we, we got, we no got no future anyway, haven't we? You know? Yeah,
1: a few years and uh, we won't have to worry about this. Um,
0: we're all finished yeah. anyway. We're doomed. doomed. That's right. <laughs> um, so... Are there any kind of resources? You know, what kind of influences? Where do you get your influences from? Who do you listen to that you think? You know, um, you know, you think? You know, you must. You probably be highly influenced by the WP Engine crowd working for them and that. Um, but who kind of what podcasts, what blogs? You know, out there, who are some of the people that you know you listen to and you get some value from?
1: Yeah. I, you know, I always have a tough time answering this question because I don't. I think I don't listen to. Well, podcasts. it is, isn't
0: it? People think, but you know, I put it. I'm thinking of dropping it because, in some ways, it seems an easy question, but in some ways, it isn't, is it? Yeah,
1: no, it's 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 tough because uh, you know, for me as a designer and a creative, I pull inspiration from everywhere. But uh, you know, in who
0: do you of- used as Picasso said, "Who do yeah, you who do ste- steal from? Who yeah. do you steal from? Come <laughs> on, tell us. Who do you steal from?"
1: Yeah, I probably, I probably steal more from the SaaS world um, than anywhere in WordPress, just because I, I, I don't. I, so, I what
0: are the, what are a couple SaaS products that you, in UX design, that you think are really um, get you, you look at them and you think, wow, you know, I want to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. I would say not not so much specific sites but um you know I might be one of the few people who still use dribble dribble's a design community sure. and you can go and see you know how people design certain things um I just love flipping through that because it's not so much you know huge corporate websites it's real world designers building real world stuff and so you get fresh ideas about maybe things that aren't um trends yet or a color palette, or uh, a way of doing a pop-up, or something like that. I just like to to look through there and and then just go on my own. I'm going to
0: tell you something. You know, my crowd probably don't really know. I've like, got a masters in UX design. I went Is that to, right? I went to the London School of um, Print and Design to do my. Wow! Master's. All right. Um, there you go. So you remember? You, it's probably you're too young for this because I'm, I'm showing my age. But you remember the first Adobe website? Um, um Lots of white space, big, mm-hmm. big, cut bold colors, really, really polished design. Um, I, re- I can still see that website, that Adobe website. It's a shame about the company, but the website was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never been That's a great, great. You can still sponsor me, Adobe, if you want to. Uh, yeah, um, know, uh, yeah. um, but, um, but I, I remember and um I've always been kind of in, influenced by um was it the oh the um German um, gestalt, um oh, yeah, sensibility, sure. that kind of sensibility. Less is more function. Mm-hmm. All that yeah. That kind of that Danish kind of oh, spot, yeah. and That's that's my bag, that kind of thing. And I think you're influenced a oh, bit that absolutely. way as well, aren't you? I can see that in your absolutely. work as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I um I love Dieter Rams and and the kind of Scandinavian and uh, all of that influence uh, of design is is right type based, you know, um, clean white space. Uh, all of that is 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 my bag as well,
0: for sure. It's been a great discussion. Hopefully you come back. You you might I'm, well I'm gonna leave it. Hopefully you come back. Um, I think it's been a great discussion. How do people find out more about you and what you're up to?
1: Yeah, you can. Uh, if you want to learn about Ollie, you can go to OllieWP.com, O L L I E W P.com. Keep an eye out there for um, there's going to be a pro version of that coming out. Um, and otherwise, I'm on Twitter fairly actively at Mike McAllister. And, or you could just Google Mike McAllister. I'll,
0: and what about your course? What is your course, folk?
1: What's the title? Yeah. For your oh, sure. Yeah. Funny. Uh, yeah. Um, last year, I think it was. Um, yeah, I created a course for, you know, creators to learn how to make digital products. So that could be something like WordPress themes, or it could be stock photos or, you know, templates, things like that. Um, I created a whole course called Liftoff, liftoffcourse.com. And that teaches you how to take an idea, digitize it, turn it into a digital product and monetize it. And so it kind of walks you through the whole process. So Getting a an idea down, how to uh, turn it into a digital product, how to market it, how to launch it, how to. And how um, much always.
0: is it? How much is it?
1: Uh, I think the ebook. Um, there's
0: a, just an ebook. You only. should. This should be on you. You should buy this, buyer. Yeah, I? E-book, ebook only is twenty nine
1: bucks. Yeah. ebook only is twenty nine bucks. I have an all access, which gives you an online course. It gives you the ebook, an audio book. Um and some other goodies for 129 bucks. Wow, uh, what a bargain, yeah. folks! Oh, it's well, you, it's a huge, you want to
0: go over there, and bag that, folks. That's uh, right. Mike, yeah. Mike knows Mike knows what he's talking about. So you want to dip for 120? Might go buy it myself. Hopefully, you offer me a coupon code. That's right. Yeah, after the feed. but no, that's you, right. you definitely want to go over there, and bag that, folks. I'll make sure. The links to everything that, um, that Mike has will be in the show notes, but you definitely want to go over there and purchase that because that's a bargain of the year. That's right. It's been. <laughs> It's been a pleasure talking to you. I think we've had a great discussion. We've had a wonder, haven't we? You've handled me with... you. Obviously, you do listen to the show because you've handled my madness quite effectively. Uh, um, We will be back next week with another great discussion or our monthly roundtable show. We will see you soon, folks. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it. Why not visit the Mastermind Facebook group And also to keep up with the latest news, click wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.